Italian Wine Podcast. Chin Chin with Italian Wine People. Hello, this is the Italian Wine Podcast with me, Monty Warden. Today I'm with Alessandro Fenino, who is the manager of the Pievalta estate in the Marche region of Italy, famous for its Verdicchio. Uh, Alessandro, well, how, did you, how did you come to be working at Pievalta? I'm here because uh, I worked when I were young in Barone Pizzini, Francia Corta winery, and decided to invest here in Castelli di Iesi to produce uh, Verdicchio di Castelli di Iesi, thinking that uh, this uh, grape uh, was the best Italian white grape. What, what makes Verdicchio so special as a white wine grape? It's a great grape because uh, has a good acidity, is uh, perfect in this area and uh, you can find uh, it uh, only here and it's perfect with this calcareous soil and uh, give uh, acid, fresh uh, and salty wines. What is Verdicchio like to grow? Is it an easy grape to work with? It depends. It depends uh, where you plant uh, this grape. In Castelli di Esi we have uh, two kinds of soils. Where you find the sandstone, you don't have uh, much problem to... What, is that to because it drains quite because, well? Because uh, the, the roots uh, find uh, more easy the, uh, the water and uh, grow well. A good uh, good leaf uh, and uh, good grapes. When you find the um, clay, the calcareous clay, the soil is very very compact and uh, and roots uh, can't go deep, and so it's more difficult, especially in a dry uh, year like. Uh, like this uh, we are living. But uh, this difficult give uh, different verdicchio and it's very interesting. So you have one, one grapes, but uh, in different soils, uh, the grape uh, give you different wines. And this is, for me, is the great terroir that give this. So do you make different uh, bottlings from the sandstone soil and the more calcareous soil? Do you make two different wines? Do you bottle those soils separately? Yes, I try to... To separate? To separate uh, always. So I what, produce uh, a San Paolo, my reserva, from uh, sandstone soils and uh, Domine is the, the other crew from uh, clay clay soil. The Pievalta is the, the blend of the two two soils. Okay, so you make you make three Verdicchio de Castelli di Iesi. Pievalta is uh, like the representative bottling. Represent the the most is, is the most uh, bottled wine from Asa is uh, entry entry wines and is the blend of the two of the two crew. So tell us again about the Domine, which soil is that from? The Domine is from uh, Maiolati Spontini grapevine and uh, from uh, calcareous clay soil. It's uh, vinified in, uh, in, in Stalin steel with 10% of uh, Garbellotto, big, uh, big barrel. And it's very typical from uh, the, the clay soil, very mineral, very... Citrus fruits, like lemony flavors? Lemon, yes, yes. More, uh, it's, it's very fine. In San Paolo, that is from from sandstone. You have uh, more power, and uh, and that power needs uh, for me for my taste uh, what I like times uh, to to be to develop in um, fine wines okay. in, the, in the bottle. In the bottle. So what's the age? What is the aging window for the Domine compared to San Paolo? If I buy a bottle of Domine, how long would I have to? How many years would I have to wait before you think it would be ready? And how many years would I have to wait for a San Paolo wine to be ready? I taste. Uh, I taste uh, last month, uh, 2008 of Domine. Uh, that was good. Uh, very good. Now, now is more good than when uh, when in 2009 we we sell uh, that wine. So it's nearly. That's a wine that's nearly so, 10 years old. Yes. Yes. Okay. And uh, from San Paolo. From 
San Paolo is think it to be a, a, a long aging wine and I think uh, it could be good also after 20 years. People don't, you know, the young generation don't want to buy Verdicchio and think, oh, I'm going to buy this today and I'm going to drink it in 2000 and what would it be, like 2036. So how do you how do you square that circle in terms of your viticulture? What are you doing in your viticulture to make the wines maybe more friendly when they're younger? In Vienna, we, we produce in biodynamic, and for the these young people, we produce the good of Verdicchio is uh, and the Verdicchio uh, grown in uh, organic and biodynamic is that uh, is very good uh, aged. But if you taste uh, now, are very fresh and very drinkable wines because the the acidity of the of the grapes give you good satisfaction, and also. If you work in biodynamic like we do, you have the second part of the mouth. You have the, the salty, you have the mineral, you have the longness of the wine. And this is fantastic with dishes, with uh, seafood, with, uh, but also with the meat. Verdicchio has the structure to drink also with, uh, with the meat, with the seafood, chicken. Uh, so why did you decide to go biodynamic? I mean, you're near the sea, which is presumably quite a humid region. You're thinking, why would I make life difficult for myself growing a white wine grape with biodynamics? Why do you do it? Biodynamic is the opportunity to produce real wine. If you want to produce terroir wine, you have to work in biodynamic. Organic, a good organic or biodynamic. It's not a problem. If in France they produce in biodynamic, why in middle of Italy we, we can't produce? The diseases are not a problem here. Also because you work, don't think into disease. You, you are working to add an harmony in the vineyard and an equilibrium. And so uh, when you have the good equilibrium, you, you stay well and the vineyards stay well. When you talk about an equilibrium, what are you talking about? Are you talk about just the soil or the leaves or the vine roots, the grapes? Is, uh, in biodynamic, the first thing uh, is uh, to watch and uh, to see that it's all is in harmony. It's okay. Observation. You can see. Uh, I see you are a good boy. Okay. I see you. <laughs> no? Uh, Nobody and, says that to me. Uh, I see people. Uh, the, the observation is the first and uh, you see when when a grey vine is uh, good or is not good when it's out of balance uh, you can see there's the balance there's the balance between the grapes he has on the on the on the plant there you can see the the the, the kind of green of the leaves is not a, a dark green uh, color you you find always new and light green leaves you have to work the vineyard. When you work the soil, the soil is soft. You can see difference of grasses in the soil. And it's not a joke, it's real. If you have a difference, if there is a biodiversity, there is an equilibrium more than if it's all clean and all is a monoculture. monoculture it is similar to, to death. The life is a difference. Life is a, life is a complication. Life is a casino. Like- what if I go into a conventional verdicchio vineyard and I go into a biodynamic verdicchio vineyard? What will the difference in the leaf color be? Will the biodynamic one have darker leaves or lighter? First, leaves? the confusion. You find uh, leaves uh, everywhere. <laughs> so more vigor. You're but, saying uh, that yes. the conventional are more vigorous because yeah. of the fertilizer. Yes, yes. For me, the the, the color. A different kind of green is a, a lighter green than the than the biodynamic. And also the position. You see that the the grapevine, the leaf are positioned to take the the, the much 
light uh, possible. So basically the, what the idea I think you're saying is that the grape bunches can see the sun but the sun can't see the grape grape bunches so you don't get too much burning steady ripening. Yes also yeah. yes also. Is it easier to prune a biodynamic vineyard? You're saying that if there's more vigour in a conventional vineyard so there's you know thicker shoots and many more leaves to have to deal with is that is that an advantage? It's much easier for pruning? I don't know because I don't work in a conventional vineyard and so I don't know I think but uh, depends so just tell us a little bit about what is the name of the main river in uh, Verdicchio di Esino the Esino River the Esino River so is there a difference between the left bank and the right bank like there is in Bordeaux because you have vines on both sides I have uh, the two banks and uh, with two different soils but uh, so what's the soil on the left bank in the left uh, I have the um, clay calcareous clay and uh, on the right and the right uh, the sandstone but uh, you find the sandstone going uh, steeper st- higher okay if you go uh, higher yes okay. mm-hmm. and uh, it doesn't depend only from uh, left or right so you can't say a verdicchio from the left bank will always taste like this there are some sandstone in, if you go in monte carotto in uh, serra dei conti in Poggio San Marcello, in the highest uh, part, uh, you find sandstone too. You can see where is the sandstone watching to the old um, house. Right. If they are uh, with the uh, with the bricks, the, there is clay. If they are both uh, with the uh, stones, uh, there is a sandstone. Well, you should write a tourist guide. <laughs> yes. Give up, give up the winery. <laughs> How easy is verdicchio in the winery? How easy is it to make a verdicchio without causing yourself problems? Is um, the for me the the tannins in the um, skins, and so you you have to put many 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 and many again attention to don't to don't uh, broke the skins before you press. For this, uh, we all the, um, the harvest uh, is uh, by hand and uh, in little boxes, and we don't uh, use uh, any other uh, machine than press. So every box uh, is put in um, di- directly in the in the press. For me, it's a, a religion. You have to to broke the the grape when the um, the press uh, press. So I mean, so when you press the grapes, the, these whole berries, whole bunches, are you pressing very gently? Yes, gently. And uh, is it easy to press? It's not like a very gelatinous grape. What's it like? It uh, depends from the um, where sandstone is uh, more difficult because uh, is, um, there is more uh, bigger grapes. B- yes, in clay the, the skin uh, is um, thicker. Uh, thi- yes, and so is uh, is a little easy. The the, the, the first uh, choose the the most of your exactly is easy to take. It's more difficult to, to take the, the other. And it's important to, to, to work separately the flower juice than, than, than the other. Do you think the fact that Baroni Pizzini is famous for its sparkling wine, its French Accorta, where pressing whole bunches as they do in Champagne is so important, has that philosophy rubbed off on you or did you always think that yourself? I take from uh, from them. That is my school and they work with Chardonnay. So that obsession they have, uh, I have uh, for the, uh, with Verdicchio because it's uh, more difficult than Chardonnay for this aspect. So what, if in a good Verdicchio, what am I looking for? What flavors or textures will I look for? For me it's the mouth, for me it's the, the taste, the second part, the taste, the salty and the, how, how the acidity give you taste in the mouth. 
okay is a is the progression it has in the in the mouth there are very few wines with this uh, taste and if you work uh, good without uh, bitter without bitterness if you work uh, good in the impress you have uh, more this sensation so you, you have, have you have a clean and this clean this cleaners give you the salty the minerality because it's a real minerality you you find in verdicchio mouth for me is the the mouth the wine to drink is not the wine to to sniff yeah to, the aroma yes the aroma only aroma aroma and i disagree with the my colleague producer they want to to find the sauvignon aromas in verdicchio why is not the, that the question the question is that you have to work to have a a tasty, a tasty wine. With, with a lovely uh, texture. Yes. So do you think Verdicchio is undervalued for the quality of the wine and the quality of the grape variety? Of course. Why is that? Is that the Italian media? Is it um, journalists like me? Who don't now the doing? media are uh, five years. Uh, they are talking very well about uh, Verdicchio. But uh, consumer still the, a, a bad reputation. Give, give a, Verdicchio has a, a bad reputation to, to some customers in, uh, in North Italy especially. In North Italy, they think about Verdicchio also now, uh, still now, uh, like the Amphora, the, the low price wine, uh, the, 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 the pizzeria's wine. And uh, the, the great problem is that there is uh, still few, uh, few tourism in Marche and in Castelliesi and uh, here. So. But I mean, you know, the Marche is, is a place where Italians go on holiday. If you think of the sandy beaches around Rimini, they are packed in the summer with the taste. They stop, they stop to Rimini okay, and so they, and they uh, reprise to, uh, in Abruzzo. They get to, <laughs> but so they don't come inland, 20 kilometres inland to the cities of Yezi and also Metallica. They, so they're not curious to come in and, and discover the wines. Uh, that's the problem, yeah? Yes. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to, to say that uh, now is the moment of the native grapes uh, or we are talking about uh, Verdicchio, uh, the grape. But, uh, uh, and I'm, I'm very happy about this. But uh, I think we have to work uh, to produce uh, not Verdicchio wines, uh, but Castelli di Iesi. Because uh, there is something uh, more also uh, than, than the, um, only the grape. Uh, but to do this, is, uh, and producers have to, to work uh, organic, biodynamic, uh, to work clean, uh, because the, the, the truth of the, of the terroir, you have uh, the truth of the terroir, you have only if you produce in a clean uh, group. So for those of you that don't know what Castelli di Iesi means, it's Castelli's castles, the castles around the town of Iesi, which is inland from the Adriatic coast, which is the main area of production of the Vidicchio grape. And it's historically just had lots of castles um, as defensive uh, fortifications. So, so you think the idea of marketing the, the Iesi castle wine would be better than just calling it Vidicchio? For me, yes. Also because uh, there is the, the history. And there is a, a marketing terroir, a terroir marketing inside the name. Because uh, the village, every castle, we have 23 castles. Every castle gives a different verdicchio. And so in the name, we have uh, a zonation. Zon- yeah, it's a zoning, like a zoned zone area. Uh, yeah. So you're saying every town historically had its own castle. And obviously each town in the in the Yezi area has a different terroir and therefore produces a different style of verdicchio, a slightly different style of verdicchio. Yes. Like in, in many often is uh, so. In a blending tasting, uh, it's not so difficult to find the Maiorati, some from Staffolo, from uh, Cooper Montana Verdicchio, from Monte Carotto Verdicchio. So these are all different these, towns, uh, so. There is a strong move here for t- to organics. Is that because of you um, and other producers that pioneered organics, like obviously like Mampelio um, Bucci, he's been doing it for a long time, because people see it as a quality route, or why are people, why are more producers in Yezi going organic and biodynamic? 
There is in a young producer, there is in a smart producer, but there is a still a too many producers they are against the organic. So that the older, maybe the older traditional. Yeah, I think uh, yes. Maybe if a customer uh, ask about organic, uh, maybe they they change their opinion. Who, who go uh, goes around the world now and start now to produce wine, uh, produce organic because the world is asking. Uh, about organic wines. So if you didn't grow wine grapes, if I said to you, right, you can no longer work for Baroni Pizzini and you can no longer work in wine, but you have to still be a farmer, what would you grow? Would you have animals or would you have vegetables or fruits? What would you do? Olives? You could only have one thing. What would you grow? I do a biodynamic uh, farm. So with all, the grape, the olive, the, the, the cow, the chickens, the chicken, all. My idea is in the future to put animals in the in the vineyard in Pievalta, uh, where we have the the most of our vineyard. To put uh, to, to do also wheat. Uh, wheat. So yeah, it, the people at Pizzini, they happy with it? They they think, hang on, Alessandro, you're such a dreamer, you know, with all these big projects. About, or do they think, actually, no, this is really good for our our brand and our and our and the quality of our wine? Do they support you? They are uh, happy about this about Pievalta, and uh, and I talk about this idea with them. And they, if, if you can, okay. If you do, okay. But step by step. Step by step, yes, of course. Everything. Uh, our history is so. We didn't start uh, like a train. Pivalta is a step by step uh, winery. We start with the vineyard, and uh, only after uh, six years we have uh, our own uh, cellar. Yeah, you think about what you're going to do, and then you do it, and then you go on to the next thing. Yeah, okay. Alessandro Fanino, manager of the Piavelta Winery in the Marche. Fascinating to talk to you about Verdicchio and about uh, biodynamics. And I wish you every success with the creation of a, of a very biodiverse farm full of chickens and cows and olives and fruits in the future. Olives now. We oh, produce a, a little bit of oil we, we produce now. Okay, Alessandro <laughs> Fenino, thank you very much um, for telling us about Verdicchio, um, about the Marche, about uh, Pievelta, and about biodynamics. And I hope to catch up with you at some stage again in the future and see how your biodiversity projects are going. Thanks a lot. Thank you very much. Ciao. Follow Italian Wine Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. <laughs>